we'll be chatting with the poet Christopher Hopkins. You may have heard him read for us last week, but if you didn't, I encourage you to go back and listen to the moving and powerful poem, Hospital, he shared with us. But if you're just joining us, welcome to Season 2, Episode 16. It's Tuesday, June 18th, 2019, and we're three days away from the summer solstice which I'm hoping brings some warmth our way. In our neck of the woods, we have had chilly, rainy weather that's made everything gloriously lush and green in my gardens, but they're full of buds desperate for the heat they need to blossom. I get the feeling that if we get at least one summer warm day, they'll just explode. I'm also looking forward to the long dusks of summer that invite sitting a little longer talking a bit more, or resting our feet on the heels of the deck railing and simply counting stars as they make their appearance in the darkening sky. I'm waxing a little poetic, so we'll move on now to our guest, Christopher Hopkins. Christopher hails from Kent, UK, and has been widely published both online and in print. His first chapbook, Take Your Journeys Home, was nominated for an Independent Publisher Book Award, and two poems from the chapbook were also nominated for Pushcart Awards. His second book, The Last Time We Saw Strangers, was nominated for the Community of Literary Magazines and Presses Firecracker Award for Poetry, and the poem Iodine from the book has received a Pushcart nomination as well. Both his chapbook and book are available from Claire Songbird's Publishing House. You can visit them at clairebirdsongpub.com. And not only is Christopher an accomplished poet, he's an incredibly gracious guest, and it was an honor to get to speak with him. So let's get to it. Hi, Christopher. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Susan. Thank you ever so much for asking me to, to, to come on. Thank you. Oh, it's a, it's a delight to have you here. Um, I have had the privilege of reading some of your work um, uh, through the, the PDFs that you sent me and also you. finding you online. And I am just, um, I'm a total new fan. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll read anything that you've got. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I just want you to introduce yourself to our listeners and tell yeah. us a little bit about where you come from, yeah, sure. how you come to poetry, anything you can share with us. Yeah, cool. Well, I, I grew up in, uh, in a town called Neath, which is in uh, South Wales. It's, uh, it's about seven miles away from, where, uh, from Swansea, where, where Dylan Thomas was born. But, um, but it's, it's basically Neath is set in this valley, and uh, it basically has got this spine of industry that, that runs through it, or the, or the history of its industry. And I think uh, growing up, that's always been, uh, always stuck with me, this, this uh, juxtaposition of, of the, this beautiful nature surrounding on, the, on the, the, the countryside and the hillside and the mountains and this, 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 this dark industrial sort of centre of the town and things mm-hmm. like that. I think that's come out quite a lot, especially in the first book, um, Take Your Journeys Home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where basically I ex- explore more around those, those feelings about looking back uh, to, to Wales um, from be- from being away, basically. So, so, so that's so that's sort of covered the where I'm from. How I got to writing? Gosh, I came. I was very late coming to to writing. Really, uh, I was 39 uh, when I started actual writing, okay. uh, and that came like some writers come out the back of of um, 
the the back end of a, of a of a dark place at the moment. And what's that's what the the, the third book um, I've, I've currently writing is all about and things like that. So it was more of an escape for me from from a uh, from a, like a mental situation, shall we say? Okay. okay. Um, and it it really sort of just helped focus the mind. And then I just fell in love with the the whole process of writing and uh, sort of discovered poetry because I started writing terrible terrible uh, uh prose and stories and things and like i just but what i found was i enjoyed the the descriptive part of writing and then from there basically sort of i just really fell in love with it and probably really took it seriously the past sort of like three years now and um i've got two books out so i've you know i've, I've um i've landed on my feet with it so that's um <laughs> that's wonderful well you covered a couple things um where your your writing comes from, where you come from, I notice that there is just a deep, deep connection to the physical world, um, and an yeah. acknowledgement of that that as a as a presence, almost as an individual, you know. So it's- uh, absolutely, I think I I I think my poetry sort of really sums up the just looking at those the, those the landscapes and the nature that's around us, and just 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 really concentrating on the, the split second of emotion uh, to a degree and things like that. And, uh, I th- you know, I think that's where my, 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 my identity sort of is, is and my homeland, <laughs> you know, is, is, is still in there even, even to what I'm writing today, I think. So yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, it makes complete sense. Makes complete <laughs> sense. And you'd also talked about um, three books. Now two are out and you have one coming correct yes that's correct yes um, should, should be do out in september with uh, claire songbirds in new york yeah okay um is that when um you said it's based on coming out of that um, yeah that so space? yeah so so the 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 new book uh, is called the shape of a tulip bird and it, i've done something very, very different for what i'm uh, used to do and i sort of challenged myself in um how i'm going to write something so th- the book itself is a story um, using poetry to to tell the story, the story arc. And um, I've taken the, the story of a, uh, a couple who unfortunately um, experienced a miscarriage. And the story takes them from the, 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 the exact point of when they find out the bad news and it takes them through this, this arc, uh, this journey for their grief and their healing, um, uh, going through the, the exploring their grief for their landscape and, Halfway through the book, um, they decide to go away on um, just a break to get away, basically. And they, they go to this uh, small uh, fishing village. And basically, it really just explores the landscape around them and how they're feeling, how the nature around them is really reflecting how they're feeling and how they react uh, to that and things like that. And then how the healing process starts and things like that. And it's, it's been a wonderful, wonderful book um, to write. I've... I've, I've still got two poems I want to add to it because uh, it keeps increasing. It started off as a mini sort of project. I was going to um, start with like six poems and it's turned into this uh, sort of 33 poems plus at the moment, things like that. So, okay. but it's coming to the, it's, it's coming to it, to its, uh, its natural end as the, the story now. Okay. Oh, um, well, I'm, I'm excited. I, I will make sure to get that on my list and, um, <laughs> And also, I'll try to remember to uh, let our listeners know when that comes out. So that thank you, because what I wanted really to do is explore with the the subject matter as well. Is because yeah. with 
uh, with miscarriages, one in three pregnancies actually end in a, in yeah. a miscarriage. So it's a, it's a very common thing which uh, affects a lot of people, male and female. And um, and I think it's good that you know even just to to talk about things, it always seems to be one of those taboo subjects we we never really approach, shall we say? It. And so if it helps in any sort of conversation with that, um, especially from like. Um, from the male point of view because what i've yes. done within the book is split the the poems between a female character and a male character and um so it's really exploring uh the introduction of like how their relationship works between each other through this through this this uh, this, this event which has happened to them so yeah I, it's, I, it's been really really you know, like um taking a, a weight off <laughs> it's uh-huh. really good to 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 do it so talk about it yeah no i think that's um that's really quite brilliant to approach it from both perspectives because so often it's just viewed from one perspective yeah but then you also yeah and I, yes absolutely i was very yeah exactly it was very deliberate that i wanted to do that because number one i wanted to actually you know try to tell like two sides to the story and also makes much more of a interesting story when you have uh, both sides to with the events which happen within the book and things like that so yeah. Now, did your other books follow a story arc as well, or were they more? Uh, no, not at all. No, they were much more traditional. In the sense of um, it's a collection of um, of poems and me sort of learning my craft uh, to a degree. You know, still I'm learning things like that. But it's just, um, I think, especially the one I got the the, the email through uh, from Claire Songbird to say they want to publish the first book. It's just that confidence it gives you as a oh, writer. Surge, just yeah. that somebody else believes in what you're doing. And they, I have to say that my publisher has just been brilliant in the sense of let me do what I want to do. And they understand they have a vision for each of my books. Um, and they've let me really run with that and stuff like this. You know, she was right down to the the, the, the cover art and things like that and the, the, the mm-hmm. style of book and things like that. They've really, really blessed them being you know, absolutely fantastic and supporting uh, just the idea of uh, of poetry. Oh, well, that's wonderful to find that that support um, and that that I think maybe perhaps there's a level of uh, like you said the confidence, but then a comfort that uh, yeah, my exactly. words have a home. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, who do you who do you look to for your own personal? Um, edification like you're looking I, for poetry and words. yeah i i read a lot um that's uh, f- from somebody who didn't read a lot beforehand before discovering poetry i just consume it mm. uh, <laughs> there's no tomorrow that's i'm just looking at my uh yeah, side of my bed here and i'm counting about 60 books i've got on the floor here but I, well, we just, should I'm... we should swap pictures because yeah. I, have, <laughs> I have this pile leaning does. against the wall that <laughs> But I, but I'm fall. I'm, I'm. I'm. I try to read as much as I can and as, as varied as I can because I realised that the more you read, the more you're going to get inspired, um, by, by everybody. But from people I come back to and people who still excite me when even I just reread them, are people like Dylan Thomas and uh, uh, Seamus uh, Heaney, oh, and also R.S. Thomas as well. But uh, yeah, but uh, Dylan and, and Seamus are my my boys. I come to, and every time I read them, it, it, there's just something which just inspires you just to get back to to, uh, to writing. You can just come across one word they have in their poem, and that and that that can just inspire you to write like a hope you know for the next couple of days and things like that right. just they just the, the 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 with 
Dylan Thomas, just how he uses the how it's just the the sound of his words and things like that and the rhythm within his work is is just absolutely amazing yeah. and when he goes to his prose work especially when uh he's talking about whales and things like that he's just got that spot on when it comes to the characters and things like that i can like truly identify with with that work and with seamus it's just just the the openness again it's very much like uh going back to you know his childhood. He, he, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I've, there's a connection there. I probably uh, picked up on and stuff like that. So, you know, he explores all his childhood, yeah, um, and and where he's from and stuff like that. And I, I, I think I've, you know, I, I can really understand understand that. And that's really, really appealed to me in his work. I think. Yeah. Well, I think there's also a connection between his work and yours. It's very visual, um, as far as place. Yeah. And um, you take that with you. You 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 walk away from a poem with a sense of place that you carry with you, and <laughs> I hear that in your words. So, Thank you. Uh, that's very good. <laughs> I, yeah, because I think that's I, I I try to approach a poem as like um, you you've got the cause I I really try to see that like a poem as a, as a snippet in time it's mm-hmm. this it's this one event it's this this thing right in front of you and uh and it start you know it can start off like a uh, like a like a sculptor and you, you're, you're trying to mold it and stuff like that but what i realized around writing poetry is that you're just not looking at it from the front you could you start moving around this 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 block and you start seeing different views onto that view you already thought you had in your head and that's what I think I love about the process of writing just the way you think it's going to start and the way it ends but you still got that true vision of what you had in the first place it's it's just just a wonderful thing yeah that's funny because I think you read my mind I was going to ask you you know my listeners love to hear about process how other poets work and um so you you touched on that and that's terrific do you i mean do you have this is maybe a little simplistic do you have a way you like to write do you you know do you does it come um, to you or do you do you um sort of dance with it and (laughs) well i do most of my writing probably like late at night um okay we've we've got a two-year-old uh daughter Mm. who's the most beautiful thing in the world so you know from work and then uh you know, being with her, the, the time I have basically is like uh, 12 o'clock at night in bed, writing on my phone and things like that. Okay. Um, but but from that, what I usually find is that from a writing process, it's very much I get the initial idea down of what the vision I, you know, the, the image I want to portray and stuff like that. And, and then the next couple of days or weeks and months sometimes it's um it's it's really just rewriting and and expanding that vision to a degree and things like that so and i think um i'm i'm i I, sometimes i don't know when to stop editing (laughs) (laughs) well do you um do you ever have something come to you fully formed do you spend a lot of time editing a couple of poems have uh, come to be fully formed. There's one probably, uh, or two probably come straight to mind. Uh, there's in the the first book, Take Your Journey, Take Your Journey's Home. There's a a poem called Tuesday Night Commute, um, which basically is about just coming home from work and like the best, sometimes the best part of the day is just coming home. Yeah. Um, and it really just explores that that just that 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 walk down your path to your to your front house basically and things like that. It, um and that really was li- literally just written uh 
there was hardly any editing uh, when it came to that. And uh, the other one is from the, uh, the the second book, The Last Time I Saw Strangers, and it's the, the first poem in it called Sick, Thick or Lazy, oh, yeah. uh, which is about... Um, basically somebody leaving their hometown to to look for work because there, there's no work there so really like short poem it re, like reads with under under 30 seconds and stuff like that but again these two very short poems really did come to me you know um quickly shall we say but then i've got other poems like the the one i wrote, wrote about hospital stuff like that which is uh sort of morphed over time shall we say over a couple of weeks to to get what i wanted out of it and things like that to really explore what i wanted to say with it and things like that that's beautiful. Thank you. Because um, I, I know that um, I have conversations with poets on all levels from the beginning to the more established. And, um, you know, the new ones have all these questions. And it's interesting, the ones who've been at it for a while still have questions. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it changes. That There's an evolution that happens. Um, but it's always magic when something comes to the page fully formed, no, yes. matter, no matter what stage you're at. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So, um, I, I would love to invite you to read something for us, to share words with us. Would you be willing to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, actually, shall I read... Um, that poem I was, I was just talking about um, sure. from the from the second book, Fix It or Lazy. Yes. So the thinking behind this is literally that, um, like myself, uh, the sometimes the, the the work sort of dries up in a hometown, and uh, you have to go elsewhere to, um, to to find work, and then you leave them behind uh, what you love. You say so. So here it is. Okay. There are heart shaped marks found in every town. Saved away in safe places. Hiding in play view from eyes not looking. Spaces in heaven where only the lights of the town fit to the crooked shape. Others are carved in fingernail deep Roman, spelling out a familiar name. For our fierce boy, it was a thousand steps up Pennyworn Hill, a blood moon rinse to the Black Hills mourned. He took his heart out of his chest and planted it in the earth and then left to look for work. I, I adore that poem. Um, <laughs> when, I, when I first read that, um, you know, it's just, it's kind of stops you in your track and makes you think. Um, but that, those last couple lines, he took his heart out of his chest and planted it in the earth, then left to look for work. Oh, my word. <laughs> you know, that's just... Um, that's just full of emotion um and <laughs> Thank you. yeah it it uh it definitely takes you someplace and takes it kind of stops you i also see it as like a sort of saying goodbye to the first book as well because the first book is all about the that, that south wales sort of feel about um about the, what the soul of, of south wales is and things like that and i wanted to start that new book in a sense of saying the journey continues, shall we say? And I think that I think was, I thought it was a good start to, to the book to say, right, here we go. I'm I'm leaving my heart here, but I got I got to go somewhere else. <laughs> oh, what a what a great segue! And, and it's a it's a kind of a treat to know that, um, so that when we go on to read these later, you know, we're going to know yeah. that, that that was 
that was specific to that moment. So, well, that was really, um, thank you for that. My pleasure. You have, um, so your third book is coming out. Do you have some social media um, that you can share with our listeners that they can find? Yeah, you? I can. Sh- sh- yeah, but sure. Um, I've got a website. Uh, it's at uh, Hopkins Poetry, uh, one word, dot simple, which is S I M P L dot com. Oh, I'm on Twitter as well for Hopkins Poetry as well. So please come and find me. Yes, yes. Um, did you have um, any like events coming up? I know that's kind of, I, I kind of go back <laughs> yeah. and forth about asking that question, that's but okay. I know no, I've no, no. got listeners across the pond. So I, I won't have the benefit of being able to just you know, show up, but yeah, sure. I've just done, will. I've just done a, a, quite a, a number of uh, reading events and things like that uh, around locally and things like that. So um, I'm sort of, parking that for a couple of months just to to finish off the book but i do have an event um up in birmingham for uh, somebody you've already had on uh, your podcast with uh isabella caton oh yay yeah uh, she's got her Planet Peril book coming out yes, in, yes. in uh, shortly. So I'm going to uh, be at the Birmingham launch uh, for that, doing a reading for her as well. So that's going to be an exciting afternoon, I think. So, oh, so I'm looking forward to that. So that'll be in October. Yeah. Okay. Man, and I've got I a... I could show up for that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Come on over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got a couple of uh, local readings then uh, set up for October as well, and I'll be thinking about probably the um, doing a launch, uh, yeah, evening for the for the new book then once um, once I get it completed. So, which I'm looking forward to. Fantastic. Now, for those of us who can't make it to see you, am I correct? Do you have a YouTube channel? I do. Um, yes, it needs up- updating. Uh, I uh, <laughs> haven't been on there on, on for a couple of months, I'm afraid. So, uh, if you, if your listeners will uh, give me a give me a week or so to to spruce that up uh, okay. to the best it can be. So, <laughs> okay, because I, there's you know it, it's such a treat to be able to to see a poet and hear a poet uh, when they present their work, and so to get that opportunity. Um, yes, yeah. that's very true. That's very true. Wonderful. Well, Christopher, it has been such a treat to speak with you. And um, I am excited to share you and your work with our listeners. And um, I look forward to ordering my own copies of your books. So (laughs) I'll get those. So (laughs) so I'm not trying to read on printer paper, (laughs) flipping back and forth. So um, that will be an absolute delight. Uh, but thank you so much for taking time out of your day. To thank sit with you, us, Susan. Share That's your been an absolute pleasure. Words. Thank you. Thank you so much. As I mentioned before, his books can be found at Claire Songbirds Publishing House at clairebirdsongpub.com. And make sure you visit and follow Christopher on Twitter at Hopkins Poetry and on Instagram at Christopher Hopkins Poetry. His website, once again, is hopkinspoetry.simple, that's S-I-M-P-L dot com, where you can find links to purchase his books, read his poetry online, and find out where he'll be reading next. That's it for today's episode of Poet Kind Podcast, and thank you so much for spending time with me today. 
Thank you also for your continued support. If you have a few moments, I would love to hear what makes you tick as a poet. And you can now send me voice messages from most listening platforms or via Anchor. You can also create a voice file and send it to me at poetkindpodcast at gmail.com. And maybe we'll feature some of them on a future episode. You can also leave comments on Instagram or Twitter. Both are at poetkindpodcast, all one word. As always, let's continue to compare notes, not compare ourselves. Let's learn and grow together, shall we? Remember, if you like what you find here, leave us a review on your preferred listening platform. When you do this, it lets them know we're bringing something good to the table. So until next time, be generative. Create the life you long for now and enjoy the rest of this day. Okay, if you've made it all the way to the end of the episode, here's a little added bonus. When an interview concludes, it doesn't always mean the end of recording. There are often loose ends to tie up, business to attend to, but sometimes the conversation continues, and there are moments that never make it to the podcast. Christopher was such fun to chat with, and I decided to share a snippet of our post-interview conversation when we talked a little bit about editing. Enjoy. Uh, I don't know, maybe because I'm just so so concentrating on the book. Because like um, I had the wave on uh, words on on the wild um, uh, publication um, today. Okay. Um, which came out and stuff like that. Yeah. And it sounds really weird, but um, bless them. Uh, there's a lady called Amanda who runs that website. We were, I was editing that poem right up until like 10 o'clock this morning when it went live. Well, that, yeah, that's good it's... to know. I had a deadline <laughs> and I was literally writing up to the deadline to submit to this person who's I've been invited to write for a publication. And yeah, cause like, they, so okay. I accepted the first version of it. And, this <laughs> recently, and it was like, like three months ago and it was like in the first uh, draft of the book. And they sent to me saying, oh, is there any, anything you want, want to change in that? I just I want to change everything. <laughs> so it's, it's a completely different poem to what they really sort of accepted. Bless them. Oh, um, yeah. But I think it's a better poem uh, than they, they accepted, I think. But yeah. um, still a few t- tweaks in there I, I can see after, after reading it uh, this morning and things like that. So, But that's what I, you know, I just love about writing, the sheer fact that it, until it gets printed, I can still do that 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 week, and I can still try to make it as 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 good as I can get it and stuff like that. I just get that excitement yeah. uh, from doing that, and you know, it's you know, it can be the most frustrating thing in the world as well, in the sense when when it, when it's not going how it should, or you're or you're stuck in a corner with a poem and things like that. But yeah, when it does work, it's just just it's just a, a wonderful wonderful feeling to to have basically, and. You know, I said it before. I think I am in love with the with the process of writing. Basically, so I've got like three loves in my life: my wife, my daughter, and writing. Basically, oh, so. Oh, that's so wonderful. Yeah. <laughs>